Hello everyone, welcome to our teaching time. My name is Andrew Bowles and I'm the Senior Minister of St Mark's. In, in a week's time we're going to be starting the season of Advent. Uh, Christmas is just around the corner and Advent is the season uh, in the month leading up to Christmas when we take some time as a church generally to prepare ourselves for that celebration and to remember what it means. The word Advent is the word that means uh, to come. So we're looking forward to the coming of Jesus at Christmas into the world and how that has brought God's blessing to us. And we also remember in this time the second coming of Jesus and thinking about how he will complete the work that he began in that first Christmas day. So as we get into the Advent season, we're continuing our series on the servant songs in Isaiah, which is a book in the Old Testament. And the servant songs are, I believe, Advent songs in the Old Testament because they're speaking about the coming of a promised figure, the servant, who will restore the world and bring God's people back from exile to him. Christians have long believed that the servant songs in Isaiah are actually uh, something that looks forward to and is fulfilled by Jesus himself when he came and that he is in fact the servant. Last week uh, we saw the first of the servant songs in Isaiah 42 and it speaks about why the servant would be coming and how God desires to work through a person and or groups of people who reflect God's character to the world. Someone who is filled with God's spirit, who reflects his character of gentleness, love and patient kindness. Someone who is a teacher who brings hope and justice that God desires to the world. And this is the figure of the servant that Isaiah calls us to look towards and to hope in. This week we're turning to the second of the servant songs, which we've just heard from Isaiah chapter 49. And this is a song not about the servant, as the first one was, but it's a song that actually speaks as though from the mouth of the servant himself, describing his calling and his mission. In summary, I think that the second servant song describes for us what does it mean for God to choose to work through human beings in his plan of salvation. So what does it mean for God to choose to work through human beings in his plan of salvation? This brings up for us a big biblical theme, which is the idea of choice or the idea of election. A lot of us have been thinking about elections in the last couple of weeks with significant elections happening around the world. And we are familiar with the idea of an election when the people choose who will lead them. In the Bible, the biblical theme of election is not so much about what the people choose, but it's about God's choice. So God chooses the people that he will work through in order to bring about his purposes. And he does so because of his gracious love for the world. So election is God's choice to work in his grace through people that he has chosen to work through. In the Bible, the election theme begins most clearly in the book of Genesis, describing God's calling of Abram or Abraham and his family as the people that he is going to work through. So in Genesis chapter 12, verses one to three, we read, the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So this story of election that begins with Abraham there, it continues throughout the Bible as it follows Abraham's descendants all the way up to Jesus and the choice that God made to work through him. And so election as a theme in the Bible is actually about grace. 
It's about a work of God. It's based on God's initiative. It's not based on, uh, on human merit or human effort. Uh, and it relies on God's perseverance and God's patience for his work to succeed through the people he has chosen to work with. Many Christians have spoken about the theme of election throughout the years, and I just wanted to just say for a minute uh, what I think election is not saying, because uh, sometimes there's some confusion about this. So in the Bible, uh, election or God's choice is not a describing a choice that God makes about who is going to be saved and who is not, or a choice about who gets to heaven or who doesn't. It's fairly clear from the Bible that his election uh, is a choice of people through whom others will be saved. So Abraham and his descendants were not chosen to be saved apart from everyone else, but they were actually chosen for the fact that God would use them to be a blessing and salvation for the world, whether or not they were actually worthy to do that. And this is uh, the big argument that the Apostle Paul makes in uh, the book of Romans, uh, chapters 9 to 11, that God's purposes will be worked out through the people he's chosen to use. So election is about God's choice to work through people. And so let's come to now thinking about this servant song in Isaiah 49, which is a song, I believe, about the calling or the election of the servant. And so we can read in this song that the servant is really the embodiment of God's gracious choice to save the world. So it says, as in the servant's own words, listen to me, you islands, hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. So the servant is chosen by God to be the instrument of his salvation. Last week I spoke about one of the big questions as we read uh, the servant songs is, who did Isaiah think the servant actually was? Uh, was the servant a contemporary figure of Isaiah? Was it a general picture of God's people, and uh, a symbol of what it means for him to work through them? Or was Isaiah looking forward to a particular figure who was to come? In this particular song, the theme of God's people being the chosen ones is more strong, as we can see the servant describes himself as Israel, the people who are chosen by God to be uh, the instrument of his work in the world. But we see here that the, this choice that the servant describes is again, as we said, not because uh, it is earned, but because God uh, decides in his grace to make it work. The servant says, but I said I have labored in vain, I have spent my strength for nothing at all. Yet what is due me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. And so this starts this honest conversation between the figure of the servant here and his Lord about how election works. God chooses to work through the servant, but the servant, being human, has the limitations that need to be fulfilled and supported by the grace of God to achieve the work that God has called him to do. But that's wonderful, actually turns out to be wonderful news because God replies that because the election of the servant is through grace alone, the outcome of this calling will actually overcome and overleap the aspirations that the servant could have for what his mission will achieve. Not just the salvation of the nation of Israel, the people of Jerusalem, but actually a universal salvation that will extend to everyone. 
So it says, And now the Lord says, He who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and to gather Israel to himself, for I am honoured in the eyes of the Lord, and God has been my strength. He says, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob, and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light to the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. So the servant song is actually an affirmation of the election that promises that God made to Abram back in the beginning of the Bible. God chooses to work through his people. And because he has chosen to do so, he will complete his work through them by grace. And in fact, that choice will prove to be the salvation of the whole world. And so the song of the servant here is part of the arc of grace that we can see in the Bible, that God has decided through his love to save the world he has made and to work through people to do that. And through history, this is an unfolding process as he completes that promise and it comes into its fulfillment. And so, of course, the fulfillment of that promise we can see in the New Testament. And that's why the Gospels are called the Good News, because Jesus himself, as we know, completes and fulfills this song about the servant and God's choice to work through him. Jesus himself is made clear as a descendant of Abraham, one of uh, this particular group of people God has chosen to work through. Before his, own, before his birth, of course, he was called by God and known what he was going to be. And through his life, his death and resurrection, he has achieved what the servant was intended to achieve with God's grace and with God's strength. And so because of that, we believe Jesus is the coming of the servant. He is this advent of the servant in the world that Isaiah foresaw all those years before. And so this second servant song is really a promise that God's election, his choice, and his grace will be fulfilled. Regardless of the circumstances that the people of Jerusalem find themselves in, they were in exile in Babylon, and it seemed perhaps that election had failed. Regardless of that, God will actually see through his purposes to completion, and they can trust that this servant will come. So for those people at that time, it was a word of hope, looking forward and a word of comfort in their present. For us today, I believe the second servant song that we've read is actually an affirmation and a word of comfort for us today and also a word of hope looking forward that all of us are chosen and elected and part of God's plans for the world. All of us have some part to play in God's unfolding plan for history. He has chosen to work through people. He has chosen to work through those who put their trust in him. But we also know that thankfully the outcome of that choice depends on God's grace and God's strength. And it persists and will continue and will succeed despite our many failures. So it is a great comfort to us. We may not succeed. We may not do what we are supposed to do. But even in our failures, God will still be at work and he will bring about uh, his promises and his choice. And we know that because the perfect servant indeed has come, Jesus Christ. He is one of us, and the election that we have is perfectly fulfilled in him, and so we can participate in that victory. So the servant song tells us all of us do have a calling from God. All of us are the servant in some way. From before we were born, God knew us, and he had a plan 
for how we would contribute to the salvation of the world, to be a blessing to the world around us. And so this is a hope for the future, for the actions that we might take. It's a comfort in the present that despite what, how things look, God has still chosen and will continue to choose to work through you and to work through me. And so I want to finish with the word of comfort that the servant song ends with in verses 8 through 13 as we add the rest of what the Lord says. So the servant song closes by saying to us, This is what the Lord says, In the time of my favour I will answer you. In the day of salvation I will help you. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for my people, to restore the land and to reassign its desolate inheritances, to say to the captives, Come out, and to those in darkness, Be free. They will feed beside the roads and find pasture on every barren hill. They will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat of the sun beat down on them. He who has compassion on them will guide them and lead them beside springs of water. I will turn all my mountains into roads and my highways will be raised up. See, they will come from afar, some from the north, some from the west, and some from the region of Aswan. Shout for joy, you heavens, rejoice, you earth, burst into song, you mountains, for the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. Thank you.